Welcome to this edition of DCS Talks, a podcast production of the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. The intention of DCS Talks is to promote dialogue among child welfare professionals, foster parents, and the entire community about ways to prevent child abuse and neglect. Welcome listeners. I am Colt Marsengill, a training manager for the Department of Children's Services, and I will be your host for this edition of DCS Talks. And today, I am here in Madisonville, Tennessee, with Hillary Smiley, who serves as a family support service worker and has been with the Department of Children's Services for four years. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. Awesome. Um, So we're here today to talk about the new um, FSS model. But first of all, for those who might not know, Hillary, can you tell me what family support services, what their purpose is, what what you do as a worker? Yes, absolutely. So family support services, I like to describe it as kind of an extension of, of DCS. Okay. So when CPS A or I carries a case and mm-hmm. they're providing services to a family and those services need to continue, they can roll um, their services to FSS so we can continue providing those families, um, you know, whatever services that they need. Also, we take referrals um, from court or people who come into the office can also do a self-referral for that. Right. So what might be the benefit of having the Child Protective Services or CPS refer um, or roll over to FSS? What? So the benefits are that are the family gets to continue to work their services to the fullest extent so they can get the most benefit out of those services. And then also, if the family is still in need or there are still some safety concerns, we can continue to monitor and assist the family with whatever they need. Mm-hmm. Um, we also at times get put in to monitor some reunification cases okay. and um, work with families who have lost custody of children to help them reunify as well. Awesome. So you're doing all of your work in home with the parents so the children actually get to remain in the in the home. Correct. What we're here to do today is to talk about the new FSS or Family Support Service model. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about the new model? Yeah. The new model actually is still in its infancy. Okay. And the policy is still um, being developed by, you know, a whole team of of different people that are working really hard on that. So the major change in our model is our scaling system. Okay. And the scaling system is a simple scale. It can be one to 10. It could be um, happy faces um, for your smaller children. It could really be anything. But what we're scaling on are two really important factors. So the first one is progress. Okay. So progress is we're talking about overall progress. We're talking about how the family is doing, uh, just in general, Mm -hmm. how the children are doing, how services are going in the home or out of the home, Um, just just progress overall, a whole global assessment of of that and where the family feels like they're at at that moment. And then the other one we are scaling for is safety. And so safety meets a number of factors safety of the family and safety of the children, but also safety as in where do we feel like you're at at this very moment? And could you proceed like you are without any external factors? So out without any DCS help or any service provider help, where would you feel like you'll fall out in that safety scale? Okay. And and before you all were scaling for 
um, safety and using your assessments. So by having the new scale, what does that do for you and the families? So in my opinion, I feel like it makes it very concrete. Okay. So instead of having um, something abstract, this is a very concrete model where you can bring in an actual paper scale um, and they're actually picking a number. And so while it might not be what that specific number is, it's really about the conversation around that number. And the scale is there to really, I feel like, help to guide you and the family okay. with their progress or if they're having needs where the that need is and to have a very open conversation right. about what the need is what we can do to help and how do we get them to uh to a better place so it's just got a way of making it easier to have those conversations and things like that i feel like it does okay. i know that the scaling system is you know, very uh, researched and it has, it's very evidence-based and um, it's been very successful in other areas. And I believe that's why we've moved to doing some scaling um, and to see how that's working with our families. Okay, great. Um, so I know that anytime we start a new uh, model or anything new with the department, there's always concerns. So did you have concerns when you all started? I really did. I had concerns because maybe I didn't fully understand it at first. Um, I had some concerns about the time. I know at DCS we are always running out of time. There's never enough time, I feel like. So I really was concerned about the amount of time that this was going to take. So tell me me what, what you mean by that. So I felt like the scaling was going to need to happen for every single thing the family maybe was doing or every single service the family was having provided to them and I just felt like that was really going to take up a lot of my time during um, my home visits or my conversations with the family and after having a little booster training um, we were able to ask those questions after using the scaling model for a short amount of time we were able to come back as a group and ask the trainers and our supervisors were there. We were really able to have a candid conversation about what our troubles were in in producing this model to, to our families and just all those other questions that we had had that we maybe were talking about in huddles right. or talking about in our staffings with our supervisors. And we were given some really great information. And I think where the issue was is we were really focused on making sure we were asking those progress and scaling questions for every single thing. And then somebody said, this is a global assessment. This is a global scale. And I feel like it clicked for me at that moment. Okay, for those who might not know, can you give a, tell me what you mean by global assessment? So a global assessment being overall, everything all combined into one, taking all the factors, all the services, all the needs, all the progress, or maybe all the lack of progress, and putting that all together. Right. So global as in, you know, one one solid number on that scale for everything. Um, that's, I think, when the light bulb went off for me, then I was like, oh, okay. So this scale is really helping me facilitate my conversations with the family. It's really guiding those conversations 
almost naturally now to talking about where your strengths are in your services or how they're going well. And also it's, it's facilitating that conversation if things aren't going well and what those needs are and how we could possibly change them to make them better, better fit our families or to better fit the needs that the family is having. So it really gives us a concrete idea of progress and of those safety needs. And it opens up the conversation to really flow in that direction. Okay. And and why do you feel like that's an important part of your work? I feel like that's really important because the time again. We do have short times that we're working with these families and we really need services to impact them and have lasting impacts. So for the short amount of time that we are working with the families, we want them to be able to keep these tools that we have given them to better help them in their future with their parenting or with their stability or with their substance abuse issues. We really want that to stick. And I feel like when we're talking about progress um, and success and lack of progress and just in times of crisis, we're able to identify and we're able to compare times where they were doing well compared to times that maybe they were not doing so well. And we're able to look back at that scale and Mm -hmm. look back at that conversation and be really candid with them. We could be really digging out and finding that underlying need or that underlining issue that's that's causing them to have interaction with the department okay when you started using this model and it started to click how did that affect overall workload i don't feel like it affected my overall workload after it clicked i feel like it fell right into my conversation um, when I first meet with the family, I introduce them to the scale. I say, this is a little bit different, and right. this is what we do. And I explain it to them briefly, ask them if they have any questions about it, and then that typically happens at my, my transfer home visit. How's, and so how is that going, that introducing it? It's, it's going well. Um, sometimes, you know, you'll just get a blank stare, or you'll get, um, oh, okay, cool, um, and you, you show them the scale. I like to have a paper scale with me. Right. I, I write my family's name on the top, and that's their scale. Um, and I like to track their progress with dates and, and where they feel like they're at. Some of your families uh, really have a great success with it. And other families, um, they definitely participate in it. But um, that buy-in factor is very huge. I feel like in the success of, of the scaling, um, I've had a success with a family. Tell us a little bit about that. So we were, I've been working with this family for quite some time, and they have some history with the department. And um, we were at a, a point of impasse where we needed to have a child and family team meeting. Okay. And we have a lot of providers. Right. And we have a lot of different providers within the court system. And so we had a large CFTM. Which can be very stressful for the the family. Absolutely. Yeah. And not all of the providers were on the same page. So it was very important to have that CFTM and for us to get everything out in the open so everybody was on the same page. And during that CFTM, the mom was talking about 
where she felt like her family was, her children were. And she scaled herself unprompted during that CFTM. And I looked at my supervisor that was there with me, and my eyes got really big. And I was so pleased that she was able to use that scaling in a time of what was probably crisis for her. And she was able to tell us all in a number where she really felt like she was and that she was doing the best that she could. Right. And she was able to give a number, and I believe it was an 8 out of 10. And she's like, I'm... I'm at an eight. And so it was a huge moment. I'm not sure if everybody at the table felt that moment, but um, I definitely did. It definitely shows that, you know, you're implementing the model, you're working on it, Mm -hmm. but it also shows that mom's really bought in to her, to her own progress. Did you, have you had any follow-up conversations with her about um, her using that model in the CFTN? I did. I followed up with her um, at the next home visit and I asked her if she realized that she did that and she's like oh no I didn't even think about that and I just said to her that was really great that you were able to share that with everybody and a a scale is kind of you know we talked about the global assessment a scale is kind of one to ten you know we can all feel and know what a scale is and she was able to share that you know eight ten is your your best, you know, yeah. and one could be possibly your worst. So she was able to share with everybody that she was at an eight. And I think it really resonated with, with most of the people here that, okay, well, maybe we're not understanding fully where mom's at, but yeah. she was able to communicate that with us. Okay, good. So and y'all were able to move forward. Why did mom say that she used that scale? Did she Was she able to tell you why? She used it? She told me that she just felt like that's where she was and that's how she was doing. So it was very simple, but she had that feeling that she needed, you know, to share that first of all with everybody because not everybody understood that what we were seeing was progress for this family. And this was the best that this family could do at this given time. And she said, I felt like I needed to share that with everybody. So um, I really encouraged her, you know, to always use that if she feels the right. need. Because a lot of people can really understand. That's very, uh, going back to that concrete. It's very right. concrete. So she just felt comfortable with it. She did. Yeah. And she understood it. Right. What do you think that that was something, of all the other things that we do with with the family in a case, why do you feel like she was comfortable enough to use that in a CFTM, in a child and family setting? First of all, because she understood it. And I think it's very easy for anybody to use whatever walk of life you're from or your capabilities. I feel like it's very easy to use a scale. Um, And she was, I guess, practicing using it at our home visits or conversations that we had when I was asking her those questions. Where, do, where would you scale yourself today at this very moment? And if she gives a number or any family gives me a number, I ask him to tell me why. Right. Why do you feel like you're at a seven? Or if you're at a four and you're having some troubles, why do you f- feel that way today? Tell me what's happening. And then encourage them, okay, maybe we're not doing so great today. What could you do to even get to a five if you're at a four? 
what do you feel like you'd have to do? Or what do you feel like you need? So I think having those conversations with her really gave her some practice time to understand where she is at when she's having successes and what's making her have those successes or the different actions that she has in her life or the different, you know, whether it be the different discipline styles she's using with the children or um, just the different service providers, you know, sometimes we need to change things. We need to track and adjust when we're working with a family and sometimes it just doesn't always work. And I think when you add that scale and they give you a number, it makes you think and you're almost creating another little plan. Like, how are we getting to that next number? How are we getting over this crisis? Or how are we getting your case to close? You know, are we are we close to closure? So it encompasses and facilitates a lot of discussion. Right. You said something about being able to describe what that number means. Mm-hmm. Was mom able to describe why she felt that she was at an eight? She did. Um, She was able, in our home visits, when it was just one-on-one, and in the meeting, she was able to say, you know, I feel like I'm an eight because I've been meeting with my providers every single time. Or, you know, um, the the kids and I are doing really well. We're, We're getting along better. The communication is better. Um, So she was also using things that she had learned because she was describing them to us. She was telling us what those were. And the providers, you know, are shaking their heads yes because those are things that they had been working on with her. And she was able to take them and apply them to her life in that moment where she needed them. And that is just like number one. That's the biggest success, I think. You know. Um, yeah, that's a that's great. They, they learn it. They're able to reiterate it and tell you how it worked. Yeah. In that situation, so um, she told us told us that in the CFTM, and I continue to scale with her um, to this day. I'm still working with the family, and um, whether it's an eight or a four. Um, she's really able to describe how she's feeling, how it's working, and how it's not working. Right. And I think that we can't really ask, you know, much more uh, of a family when right. they're really able to describe all of those things. So have you had success in all of your cases with the scaling? I have success in quite a few number of cases, but there are some cases where families, um, it may not work well for them, um, but you're still able to gauge their progress because you're still asking those questions. Um, They may not be able to go out and use scaling as well as this family did, or they may never use it again once DCS has kind of, um, you know, closed the case and and stepped out of the family's lives, their day-to-day lives. Um, but I think it gives them a skill to always use right. and have in their toolbox. Yeah. Um, so they maybe will use it and I won't be there to see it, but, um, we're, we're hoping that they have enough practice with it and it will stick with them. I think it's important for all of us to have language to be able to say, this is where we are at. You know, yes. I think all of us struggle with that at times. So for start doing this in my own practice, 
or if I was a family member who uh, that you might be working with, what advice would you give us um, moving forward? Just don't think about it too much. Don't um, don't overthink it. Okay. It's very simple, um, and let let that conversation flow around it. Um, so once you ask them you know, that, that one question, or if you wanted to use it with your children, you know, just ask them, where do you feel like you are today in this very moment on a scale of one to 10? 10's the best, 10's perfect. We may never be perfect, right? Right. So we may never ever reach a 10. And one is just totally needs improvement in, in total crisis. Where do you feel like you're at today? And let them think about it. Give them that wait time to really think about what number they would pick. And then when they give you a number, make sure to follow up and say, well, why are you picking that number? Right. Or if you've got little ones and they don't understand the, the number the number system, um, we have another scale I like to use with smiley faces on it, the emoji yellow smiley faces. Right. That's great to use with your younger ones. What, what face would you pick today that you feel? Right. Which one do you pick? And follow up with, why would you pick that face? What happened? Tell me two things that happened that make you feel like you're a happy face or a sad face or any, any description that they can give you, I think, is a, a little win right. every single time you're doing that scaling. That's awesome. Well, you know, Hillary, thank you for talking with us today about this scaling, and I'm great to hear about the success stories, and um, good luck moving forward. Thank you so much. Thank you, listeners, for joining us on this September 19, 2019 edition of DCS Talks. Please look for more podcasts in the upcoming months where we will dive into other topics and issues around child welfare.